Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Spurts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. NBA playoffs have officially kicked off. We have week end number one in the books. Uh, every series is underway with game two right now being played between the Toronto Raptors and the Philadelphia 76ers to help us break down what we've seen so far and what is maybe my favorite thing that is not generally done when it comes to basketball content. Um, I thought you were going to say the, the playoffs are not generally done. No, no. It's like everybody does like a big seat, like a like series previews. Like, oh no, we're waiting. Yeah, everyone, to, we we, 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 we want pri- We need a little bit of priors. I yeah. want game one done with. Yes, not just oh, because and, we normally yeah. do this on Mondays. That's right, exactly. And so it helps us break it all down. Second ever time on the Deep Dive Pod. First time since we've been doing this. Uh, uh, you know, going out uh, to the Twitch uh, stream. So say hello to all of your fans on Twitch. Uh, the great JT Spoon from Twitter, Spoon. Welcome back to the deep dive. Thanks. I thought I got banished. Um, <laughs> well, I think it's three years ago. So I'm back with uh, my insights. Should be exciting. Yeah. And I thought you wanted to bring me, I thought you wanted to bring me on on Monday. So I sound all smarter. Cause I can give you like all eight game one winners. Alternate spreads, <laughs> totals, like we got them all. I will, sound, I will sound really sharp when we talk about the, the game ones. We were just kind of let, letting you breathe, letting you do your thing with the spoon sense. We were like, this guy's got his own you're, show now. You're, you're yeah, we were worried about bringing you on and yes, to invite you on to my, my media platform because, you know, I was yeah. probably going to be, you're going to, I was going to have like the uh, morning show gigs and all this sort of stuff that, yeah, had to, had to cut bait with the, with the spoon says for a while. You know, the, the single take shot on camera, I was like, this is kind of fun, but if I actually want to do this, I should probably learn how to do any sort of editing or techno- technological skills whatsoever. And just so people know, it took me like 10 minutes to even get onto uh, this particular thing. So I'm a, I'm a long ways away from producing like high level content. I can tell you that uh, for years and years when we were doing this super pirate radio, um, the the lack of effort was part of the chart <laughs> you know like the like, like the yeah, yeah so the lack of professionalism try then it it just i mean it's not gonna be that good so then it looks like it's just another you know yeah. bad thing in the sports betting space as opposed to like the charmingly incompetent but that's part of the gag uh, aspect <laughs> i think sometimes you can take something like that and say you know maybe this guy doesn't know what he's doing with recording or editing or writing a script or coming up with content shit that's a nice yeah. scarf like you just throw that <laughs> scarf in that look the in front of the pool i'm like i'll watch this i'm gonna lifestyle, watch all five lifestyle minutes lifestyle influencer yes. yeah no and let's be let's, to anyone who's unfamiliar who didn't hear our interview with spoon the first time around which was again amazingly three years ago the last although the last two th- playoff series things got all kinds of out of whack so i think it was three years ago when the raptors won uh one thing there was a yeah, real, real it, right? season you know i, I only come yeah. out for the, play- or the real playoffs no yeah, bubbles right the, the, no, none, none of the asterisks none of this asterisk idea. shit right <laughs> last season there wasn't fans in some arenas the rest was all out of way you know that you know, that doesn't count so now that we're back with real playoffs we're bringing spoon back in um and uh if you if you're unfamiliar you know there are a handful of people whose opinions i 
very, very, very much respect in the NBA handicapping space, basketball especially, and you are at the top of the list for NBA opinions. So very appreciative of your time and uh, uh, excited to pick apart what we're seeing so far. But before we get into the postseason, I'm just curious if you step back and look like kind of macro uh, the way that the 2021-22 regular season played out, um, just generally pretty good season, anything like um, especially – uh, that you were excited or upset about the way that the uh, the regular season went? I'm upset about the fact that the that the high seeds get screwed in these first round series. I'm going to go ahead and stump for let them pick their opponents. We, we won't get the high. There should never be an incentive for a high seed to go down. And, you know, the other thing with this, uh, with the play-in tournament is that, like, normally we would not have Atlanta in the postseason. We wouldn't have the I mean, not that I guess the Pelicans are better than the Clippers, but I mean, they're kind of playing better. But you you would have the, the Cavs, which is just like a walkover. I don't know if the Hawks are or not, but you're less. I mean, if you get like imagine if Brooklyn Kyrie is out another week and they're 10 in a normal season, they're out. And then they, they probably still would get the seven now. And you're just screwed for the for the high seas. So I guess my thing is if you're going to play an 82 game slog and we're going to make it pretend like it matters protect the high seeds and the best way to do that is you're not going to get screwed by a good team that had an injury and it's underseeded or you can pick i mean the bulls are just flat out bad and it's yeah. and the Cavs were bad and it wasn't yeah. their fault it's just like they were a legit team that suffered injuries and if a team loses a superstar uh, uh, two weeks left in the year, like the high seed should get rewarded with playing them. Why are we locked into this? If you're one, you play eight. If you're two, you play seven. Why? Yeah. How how would you see that? I mean, just your, I think it's probably pretty obvious, but so your top four seeds in the East, you just do a draft, like right yeah. away off the top, the Heat get to pick. The I don't Bulls. know, would, would you take the, the heat Bulls? Would've, they would have taken the Bulls for sure. I think you, you actually do take the Bulls yeah. instead of the it, actual eight seed. And then Celtics probably go with the, the Hawks. Eight, you take the Hawks and then the last two, maybe a bit of a coin flip. But Bucks and Raptors, it does. And then, the Bucks yeah. will take the Raptors. Yeah, and, and then the Sixers are stuck with the Nets. Yeah. But then, you know, but that mostly might not be the seed order because Milwaukee probably tries yeah, in the last game of the year and takes yeah, Philadelphia maybe tries. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's just, there should, you should never be incentivized to lose, just period. And they did a great job with the play in tournament because, I mean, even like, I mean, the five team wants to get there because there's such a big gap from five to, or sorry, from six to seven. There's yeah. a huge gap. All the seven to 10 is important. Like, 10 to 11 is important. Everything's important, but then the top seeds are not incentivized to win. And in cases they're, you know, they're, they were all jockeying. So like, it's, are the Celtics really going to try to win this last game? I mean, that was the whole narrative yeah. of that game. If people were shocked, they were trying. I mean, that's a really bad. Oh, no, but there's some, there is some breaking down the game theory behind that. And what were they thinking? Certainly. I mean, it, like it's. I guess it's a confidence thing that you're not afraid well, of any. You, you'll take on anyone, but like the last, the, like the, the win last probability four days of the swing. NBA season. Yeah, the win probability swing for the Celtics winning the title if they were the two seed or the three seed was somewhere in the fifteen percent range. I mean, it was non-trivial. That's, a, that's swing. what we decided on. And but yeah, the, the last like four days of the NBA season in the NBA chat were annoying as fuck like as you guys were trying to decide like which team should be trying and i mean to spoon's point that's that's not what we should be trying to figure out like this team is like a 55 win team should they be trying to win these last two games to move up because they might have to play this team and really if you think about it both two seeds yeah rough 
Both yeah. two seeds got just saddled with super teams coming at their ass. <laughs> deadpan about the timberwolves the super team just just a dead delivery they won, yeah. they win by double digits baby plus i mean the nba is all about entertainment and content all this sort of yeah. stuff i mean i mean they made up this playing tournament just to get a week of extra primetime games and give some shine oh. to these mediocre teams i mean why not have a here's the selection show what a you know what we're the one seed and we're not going to play the natural eight like we we want the bulls give us give we us the, the bulls. bulls yeah Right. And yeah. you know, then you, then you get a whole yeah. day's oh, yeah. worth of you know uh, PTIs and all these. Boy, are they going to regret it? And what are the Bulls thinking? <laughs> like, it's great content. Just to like when you handpick your opponent, you better win. Yeah. And I mean, think about all the nobody believes in us. You could you could spin about the Bulls narrative there. So the, um, yeah, the yeah. the the award we just saw that I was stumping uh, about in the chat, saying like, I don't like award shows. They should just do this where they randomly have like Gary Payton read a tweet that he printed out like that's that, like i just want the award to be like sprung on me like that i'm fine with that but that's and again i'm, I'm just gonna keep doing timberwolves content now and not in the end of june yeah oh yeah and also yeah just surprises with it early but i'm gonna keep doing this with timberwolf content you tell me who like maybe the bright players are in the actual top four seeds but like that so like lebron's the decision like that sucked that show sucked everybody oh. watched it but it sucked things like that suck the, the draft lottery sucks. I would watch this and it couldn't be like a team official. You need to get your most disrespectful player. <laughs> and, and I said, I'm going to do this with the Timberwolves. Like if the Timberwolves were a, a, a top four seed, like Patrick Beverly in a room, just like think player haters ball <laughs> style stuff where he just, he has to say uh, two mean things. Seven, like, wait, they picked us and then Pat Bev could like, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Now just live reaction. Out. Yeah, live reaction, reaction from the five through eight seeds, like seeing the team that called them out, and then you know, oh, yeah, oh, and, yeah. Uh, no, yeah that, I don't, I'm fully on board. An office or, uh, or a coach, or none of that, you know, oh, you know, we just the ex no, I want like a player, and they're like, we're gonna, we're gonna stop these guys, they stink, you know. <laughs> what about the what happens? <laughs> yeah, the Pat, the Pat Beverly, I would want calling, should, calling, I would want. Calling well, Westbrook trash was one of the highlights of the entire season. Um, but the uh, how how does round two work? Do you reseed every round, or does it I fall think, into natural? I think I think you have to, right? Okay. I mean, okay. I guess it, I understand logistically it'd be really hard because series go different lengths, and the way they do it now, they guarantee those ABC games on that uh, second weekend, so they always have. You see where like the ones are always matched up against the fours. If you look at how the schedules end, they're all on the same day. Yeah, so they're right. going to that game. Either get a game seven or a game one. Yeah, I yeah. guess okay. it'd be a little trickier if the op if those if those didn't work out. So yeah, maybe once maybe, maybe once the once it's once you fix your bracket, there's no reseeding. But either way, one the has idea to play that, four and yeah. two has to play three. But uh, yeah, as I mean, as long as we're completely rebuilding the NBA playoffs instead of talking about them, which I'm fine with. <laughs> like people, I mean, it, it isn't like well, shitheads like us bringing it up. Like I've seen legitimate talk about uh just a 16 team bracket rather than conferences like is that is that yeah, interesting at all I, I mean east versus west is a little complicated because the imbalance of schedule but certainly the idea of conferences mattering and divisions mattering for seeding all of that doesn't really strike me as competitively optimal at all and i guess you know we are you know we are kind of you know spinning what 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 should they do to fix things like you know, five years ago, if you had been like, hey, there's this rent, this crazy idea, I would have been like, stop, nothing doesn't need to be fixed. Like, everything's fine. Like, stop. 
But then this play-in has made the last third of the regular season like watchable <laughs> like like the like the tanking that went on in the years that preceded them changing the rules about the way that the lottery went and then uh you know having the ability to play in like man march and march and april three quarters of the games on any given night were just absolutely unwatchable and at least this season like there was tanking but it wasn't like so aggressive that you really were like well i'm gonna just watch march madness and i'll come back to the nba when we get to the playoffs they did i think it re they really absolutely did help the game which i guess i would some have of the tanking was throw. great so. some of the tanking was great yes but it was it was in the proportionality wise it was a tiny sliver compared to where it used to be and uh i guess so in the pantheon of great decisions uh they also changed the rules this year and they're not calling as many fouls on the three uh, in general, not calling many as many fouls in general, I think. Over, and did, I guess. Wait, wait, you need to. We're filming this in in April, not November. Sure, sure. <laughs> they, the, that I, that just, did go on. That, remember the first week of the year where every game went under, yes. and then because yeah. that was the point of emphasis, and then all of a sudden they kind of forgot, and now we get two hundred and fifty-five point playoff games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but did that? I guess just in general, do you think that 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 was a solid improvement for the watchability and the you know just the competitive just, nature? Yeah, I mean the there was nothing worse than like the defender jumping two feet from the guy, and he you know fought, he the, the the attacker would jump into the defender, and the refs would give them the call, and you were just why. Yeah. Like, don't yeah. reward. It's not a natural basket. Hey, if the guy fouls from outside, he does. But most, what would you say? Half the perimeter fouls that were in the act, not like hand checks, but just like they weren't anything. The, the offensive yeah. player created all the contact and they would give it to him every time. Yeah. And you're just like, what? And it was and like, that must be yeah. the way they're told to officiate because it wasn't like this ref calls it or it was never like that was a mistake. It just seemed like that's the way they wanted it called. Yeah, one out of five as a, as was like casual. actually like drawn yeah. by a by a unique or a nice slippery you know play was drawing the foul. Other the rest of it was all. You garbage. used to have to pump fake the shit out of a guy, yeah, and he would do such a poor job of jumping up and forward that he had no choice but to like follow you when you jumped up. His hands were on your hands, like the thing where you could kick your legs out, like as a casual. That's <laughs> I hated yeah. that. Like that's not that's not a foul. He kicked him like yeah. he should be in trouble for kicking the other guy that's a hundred percent what they were doing so you just I, watch, I, you know, yeah. put yourself in the defender's shoes what did the defender do there he, he jumps up he like isn't he's actually moving out of the way to not crash into the guy and then the offensive player like lean over into it yeah. and that's somehow a foul you're like the yeah. defender did nothing wrong I will also say that, like, it was such a prohibitively punishing thing to give, you know, a good shooter three free throws that, like, oh. it did, ch it changed the ways the refs then balanced things out because they were like, if one team was consistently doing it, Harden, and the other team was like, well, you know, we can't have 40 free throws for this team and 12 for this team. So they, like, it just changed the whole way the game was called and refs were a bigger part of it. It really felt to me like this season, refs were like, neither seen nor heard it was a beautiful regular season from a oh, you didn't watch the my clippers timberwolves game well that so that they, we got we get to we get to the play in and it was the scott foster show as it always is but <laughs> that's but that that's yeah that was the NBA play-in tournament featuring scott foster right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right that's it's right. like a coachella poster yeah, and he's one of the bigger names <laughs> <laughs> that's right so no i think you know just overall like it was a really fun 
regular season of betting. I ran as well as I'll ever run in my life, I'm sure. So it only goes down from here. So I'll have to remember this season. Um, but the um, we enter this playoffs now. And I guess at first, I thought, well, there's a bunch of competitive series. This is going to be great. Like, it's wide open. And then I saw the round one games play out. And now I'm thinking we're probably going to get a bunch of short series in round one. Am I being a slave to... Um, you know recency bias here or and are there a couple series that you could point to to be like yeah people think that's going to be pretty quick but i wouldn't no, not so fast no I, I agree with you i mean denver golden state on paper might be okay it's not uh utah and dallas obviously that was probably like the, the most competitive one aside from boston brooklyn and that could be over pretty quick if luca's out uh I don't even remember Atlanta, Miami stinks. Like most of these, yeah. you know, most Toronto of these was are, supposed to be competitive, but they oh, all sorry, got hurt. Yes, yeah. I mean, Toronto looked to be like, oh, that was the live dog or whatever, and uh, you know, maybe they're on their way out pretty quick. Um, yeah, it's kind of disappointing. I would say the the team and the series that I'm most worried about, like my my strong, I probably had three strong, strongly held opinions coming in. Or they're like three, my bet, my biggest bet on the game ones was Philly. I, yeah, minus four and a half, minus 105. Like this team is 55% on a neutral against Toronto. That's just like not right. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, but I didn't bet a ton of series where like I tweeted about the, the nurse Doc Rivers thing is very real. I mean, Doc's blown 69 game winning, you know, clinching series, three one leads. And nurse is, in my opinion, the best coach in the NBA. So, and then, you know, you don't get Thibault for three games in Toronto. There were reasons not to like the series, but game one was just like the home run spot there for, for the Sixers. And uh, so I guess I feel sharp on that one. The neutral one is like, <laughs> I, like, I like Brooklyn. I I mean, I took Brooklyn series just, I mean, I would take, I would, the opener of whatever. Oh, you did? One. Yeah. Okay. But that, that's what, just, what, what price did you get involved? You took Brooklyn what, series. Yeah. 125. I mean, I would have taken those openers with Boston. I would have taken as well. Like, yeah. I don't think either team was plus one fifteen and up. Um, okay, that, I, this, let's start uh, here then. Let's let's start well, here. I want to hear the third one. Well, yeah. What was the oh, third the, one? the one I was wrong. The, uh, I, I, I mean, you know, no, no pass posting that I'm like I'm so genius. <laughs> I love Memphis. Yeah, I think Memphis is really good. Nobody, I feel like everyone's see. Oh, they're they're a fraud or whatever. They're not. They're really good. I thought they were going to dominate the Wolves, and I really, really was excited to bet them like plus one, plus odds in a series they're going to have home court with Golden State. I'm higher than the market on Memphis. I'm lower than the market on Golden State. And I'm like, I'm just, this is it. I, I'm going to bet a shitload on Memphis in the second round. And now one game in, I'm like, oh my god, this is so. I don't know where you're going to stuff. Like, you might get a better number like, now. You you might get a better number after the Wolves. I mean, like, defensive and when you're trying to figure out what happens in a playoff series, like why did this team lose? Is this scary? Is there an overreaction? And that just seems so repeatable. Uh, yeah. The the Wolves like. The, the, the scary things with Memphis where their half-court offense bogs down and they don't have experience. And those were things I wasn't worried about Minnesota exploiting. Minnesota's a front-running <laughs> team. The, the Wolves' play style is the – the Wolves are like an – they're young and they're brash and they love to play from front. They they dominate bad teams. We said the Lakers game we were laughing about, you know, like when, they, when they're feeling themselves, they're really good. 
but they don't beat anybody good all season long. Every spot, like, oh, this is a big game for the young wolves. Will they show up? No, they 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 lose every time they were playing the the phoenixes and the, of the world. Yeah, yeah, I and, went to, yeah. The the game I the one fucking game I went to was uh, Harden's first game, and like Harden looked like he had never missed a game, and Embiid looked like you know just I remember that Wilt, Wilton Cream had a baby, and he was just throwing his ass around, <laughs> knocking people down. Like they 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 lost by like thirty. They looked horrible. Yep. Or even even in parts of the game versus the Clippers, like oh no, like they're doing that thing where the other team is showing signs of life, and they're like, I don't know what to do now. And I don't yeah, know. I just, Anthony yeah. Edwards being unbothered was nice. Like yeah, him showing up in a spot he'd never been in, that was nice. Yeah, they're the team that you punch them and they fold, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, like yeah, they were playing from ahead the whole. They were playing from ahead the whole game. Edwards looks like the best player on the court. Uh, um, yeah. yeah, it looked to me, it was like, oh, Memphis, all these flaws and the inexperience of Minnesota was not a big deal. Like, yeah, that was that was sketch. And now I'm like, I and Golden State now suddenly looks awesome. Jordan Poole is like this legit <laughs> star. And it's uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm reevaluating this uh, quickly. And the, yeah, like you said, Andy, uh, a good price. Maybe I'm going to get Memphis like plus 140 with home court against Golden State. And uh like, do I stick to my priors? Three days ago, I was like, oh, that's a that's a multi five-figure bet. Now I'm like, pass. <laughs> like, not, not interested. Uh, it's it's, right. it's going to be Suns Warriors. Is there it any way? It sounds like let's, maybe no, let's peel, betting. Let's peel the layers a little bit. No, betting the peel. NBA, Drew. Yeah. It sounds it's like it's also a game of runs. It's a game of runs. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It is a very much a game of runs. Um, let's peel the layers on this 2-7 between Memphis and Minnesota a little bit. I thought it was interesting that the market basically didn't blink on that performance. And I didn't, I didn't get it. Honestly, I thought that they like similar to your kind of sentiment. I felt like, Oh, this is repeatable. Um, this may take, you know, uh, you know, the, another one of these before they really start to make adjustments because it, when it comes to the inexperience mattering, right? Like w when I think of that for these two teams, it's, it's like the fact that the coach hasn't like, had the rigors of how to try the different combinations to solve the puzzle yet and you know you need you know honestly like minnesota doesn't need to do anything in the adjustment department and memphis needs to do some big things and jenkins doesn't have the experience where you have confidence that he's going to make a big swing or a big change between game one and game two even though they have to and i mean i look at a guy like steven adams and the way he played in that matchup and i'm like you you can't start him like you can't like you're you're you know get you know make it make that adjustment now you'll get a better performance out of uh jaron jackson jr presumably if he's not in foul trouble you'll get a better performance out of ja you'll you know you'll 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 you know if you shorten your rotation a little bit you'll be in better shape but i think it's going to take them being in dire straits before they do something that aggressive from an adjustment standpoint and i think they need to um so i do think wolves plus the points in game two makes sense but I also will not hesitate to get involved with Minnesota. I mean, you know, uh, get involved with Memphis if the price is right to come back from that series if they're down 0-2, for instance. Um, or even if it's 1-1 and the second, you know, the, the win was is massively unimpressive in game two. Uh, you know, I think still the right combination is there to really make the Wolves look bad still. Uh, Anthony Edwards is maybe the one X factor because if he's the best player on the court, 
then Timberwolves are probably going into the next round. Um, what are you seeing from Edwards in particular that you think is, I mean, 50, 50, this is repeatable that he plays this well, the whole series or, uh, um, or am I off there? No, I'm impressed by like, I mean, the physical skills, I don't think we're ever in debate, but it's like his mentality. Maybe he's what the wolves needed. Cause I still don't trust Elo or cat. Like these guys are, you know, like soft, I guess to say, um, but yeah, he just seems like he's not scared of this moment at all. He was so good against the Clips. He was so good in game one. And maybe that's the steadying influence. And it's weird because he's so young and you like, but maybe he's just this natural. Remember then there was, oh, he's so detached. He doesn't care or whatever, but maybe part of that's good. He's like not feeling the pressure of my whole life revolves around this game. He's like, hey, we're gonna, I'm good at basketball. We're good and we'll just, we'll win. And the other maybe Memphis was like a good matchup for them because like, are you as the young team, you're coming into the playoffs. Oh, we're up against uh, the splash brothers or Chris Paul or uh, Luca or any, you know, Kawhi, whatever, any superstar. It's like, are you scared of Memphis? I mean, obviously they're a really good team, but I don't know if I'm, you know, this, what, what success, what, what's their pedigree there? It's like, Hey, you know, as far as uh, two seeds, we're going to get, we're not in awe of this team. They're not loaded with, you know, first ballot hall of famers. They're, you know, maybe this is just like a mental matchup that's so good for a Timberwolves team that I, I question their mental makeup. Is, is there anything to the, like the house money shit, you know, the motivation of just the, the fact that there's no pressure on a young team? Like, hey, like nobody expect, like, we're not expected to win this series. We're, we're not expected to maybe win a, a single road game here. We've never been here. Most of you guys like whatever just go do it and i think you see that sometimes with these teams it's maybe this is the opposite you get a two seed like you're you're the best team in the conference outside of the damn suns and you you're expected you have all these expectations on you and like you said they don't have experience they don't have a ton of a ton of guys who've done this so especially you know at the the top end of the the star level for them I don't know. It's, it's like two of the same teams, really. Just one I think this is horrible at defense. This series in particular, that might be a big thing because, like, they're both inexperienced and all that. But, like, the Wolves are not expected to win. Like, if they get beaten in five or six games, nobody cares. Memphis is supposed to win. They're the two seed. This is, like, you need – if you don't lose anybody but Phoenix, you should win or your fans expect you to be really live or win the series. And so this is a okay, – yeah, maybe, like, being the two just is – a mental disadvantage uh, as opposed to just like playing free and easy as, as the seven. But I mean, we'll see. Like, I mean, I still, obviously Memphis is still likely to win the series. They're the better team. You don't want to spaz out because of one, one game, but I just, you know, I red flags aplenty uh, for me on this, on this Memphis team. I, I don't, I don't know if they're, I don't think they're going to be golden state now. Do you think Jenkins that. has the goods to make the adjustments needed? To get this, you saw his post game comment. Like, I just wanted to play all my good guys, no minutes, yeah, and go. It made me, maybe, maybe pull my hair out. I was like, Are you see what me? works. I'm like, obviously, so you know, he's the he's Budenholzer's boy, and yeah. Bud was doing this for I how know. many still, seven still, years? Still until, doing it. 
Yeah. The, the only reason he didn't last year was because they stripped the roster down and he just didn't have enough parts. <laughs> right. Like they took the power away from him. Also, like you lose, you get fired. And I was like, oh, yeah. how about I just, I have the best player in the NBA. How about I use him like 45 minutes? Oh, okay. We won. We won. What a shocker. Um, and I saw some people ragging on him because uh, Giannis played 35 minutes. It's like, it's the Bulls. I, you, you can just, uh, lo- you can load manage against Chicago. I mean, it's, it doesn't matter. So I'm hoping that Bud is just like not taking that series seriously. And yeah. I don't know what Jenkins is thinking. Like, is he an idiot? Did he not learn anything? Maybe. And, you know, he knows more than I do. He has a better read on the series. Maybe he's not that worried about the Wolves. He's just like, we'll beat these guys when we want to. And, uh, you know, maybe they took him lightly. Maybe he's just not worried about one game. I don't know. Obviously, I, I'm not him. It was it was a little disconcerting, though. Like, he's been so good. And he was pretty, like, sharp in their uh, playing with Golden State last year. Like, yeah. some of their late-game decisions and fouling was, like, really sharp. Like, oh, yeah, this guy seems to have the goods. And then whatever that game was, <laughs> yes, yeah. whatever that game one was, I don't know. It's... What, we'll see. Uh, was, that was my favorite part about game one Memphis Minnesota was it turning into <clears throat> I don't know like UNC Greensboro playing a game in December where the team is down by 12 with like a minute and they're just hacking and people yeah. are dying over live unders like what are we doing this is the association we can't have this in our league and I mean th- there was a lot of points late in that game sure. for no reason it and the, like, the best, yeah, it looked like that. The, the thing that drives, and again, I get it. <laughs> we see it more in college. I get how fouling works, but it doesn't work if you go set up a half court offense for a little bit and then try to drive for a layup. Shoot some fucking threes. Like if you're gonna fall on yeah, one end with a minute, shoot some. Th- like they're going for layups. Like all right, well you you are now at the same level. You were down by ten, and now you're down by ten again. Especially except because less time. You know who gives up a lot of three-point attempts and good looks at that? Minnesota. Like, yeah. that's literally their biggest problem, and they didn't even try to press that button, which was surprising. So there, there are buttons to be able to be pressed to get them back in the series. Let's assume for the sake of hypothetical that Memphis loses game two. And they head to Minnesota 0-2. What kind of series price would you expect the market to reflect, and would you bet into Memphis again at this point? What would the series price be? Let's see. Maybe like so plus, 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 plus 140? Plus one something. Uh, no, I think you're short. I'm, I'm I don't know. The market, the market didn't seem to give a shit about game one. I suppose heading back to Minnesota, 180? I, I, I'll take the... I'd say it's going to be over 200. Wow. O two. Wow. What sort oh, of broom should I buy for Saturday's game? So a seven point, a seven point home favorite. You're expecting them to be about a pick them or maybe a small favorite on the road, right? Uh, if they're down 0-2, they'll be favored in game three. If it's one one, they'll be a, a slight dog. I mean, they they get everybody, of course, knows about the home teams down 0-2, but the road team, if in the very rare instances the high seed loses the first two, they also overperform in game three because you have the ostensibly better team in a must-win. Like, they also kick ass in game three. Um, You know, they don't have the home crowd. Usually, it's just like the bad team has the home crowd at their back for a half, and they give it their all, and then whatever, they might fade away. But, like, when the better team has to win, they they show. (laughs) The 
the the, the home team down or the high seed down 0-2 shows. So they would definitely get a, a premium in that game. But yeah, okay. Let's just say pick. I think that's fine. Okay. So more inclined to bet the Grizzlies down 0-2 on the plus 180 price range or wait until they're down 1-3 and then get them at even, even better number? Uh, I mean, why well, Why are we? Why do we want to bet Memphis? This yeah, month. why? They, I'm going to bet them in game three. They lose consecutive games at seven-point favorites. Uh, I mean, I get that. Not over I don't. I don't mind. I don't mind paying to be wrong that Jenkins ultimately figures this series out. He's a good coach. He's got a lot to work with. Uh, and I guess, I mean, who, in your opinion, who ought to be the Memphis closing five? I have an opinion on this. Go ahead, share. <laughs> I have. Andy's looking Minnesota? at their depth chart right now. Yeah, I have to go look at their depth chart. <laughs> I just wanted to do a glue lady joke. Oh, I don't know. She's not coming back. She's probably eighty-six from that joint. So, yeah, so we, I, we all agree that like they shouldn't be going big, you know. Uh, like it's just so a small ball five but then you get eaten alive by a cat and uh i thought anderson did pretty good on cat you could have him be your biggest player out there i don't think you're in i don't know jaron jackson jr is going to be uh you know effectively your five in that lineup jackson how about jackson anderson bain ja and melton like do you need brooks on the floor for the for the closing five <laughs> I just when you read off that roster, I'm like, that's a, that's the two seed that I'm just like yeah. going. To <laughs> I think they can go into the Oakland area and surprise some people. That's, <laughs> that's that's not an awesome team. I mean, I I get the matchups force you to do things, but I think like just the talent level of that lineup is not great. Is it be, Is it is it notably better than Minnesota? Like. I don't know. I kind of like the wolf side. You're, you're convincing me more and more that like Minnesota is uh, is is going to go toe to toe with these guys. Is... Okay, interesting. Well, and that that's you know, if cat figure if cat if cat is like Andy's better, ahead of them on there was there was a there was a moment there where my daughter uh, during the Clippers game, she's like, I don't think cat's my favorite player anymore. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> she, she just gave up on the guy. I'm like. Yeah, this that was is the bad. kind of performance like, that does that to you. Though. Yeah, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I like can't argue with you here. You need to pick it because she wanted a jersey, and she had it all picked out. And like, I start part way through the set. Why is he going to the bench again? He has like four fouls, honey. I don't know what to tell you here. <laughs> She's like, I don't know if I want that jersey anymore. Maybe I need to pick a new favorite player. Like, Anthony you really Edwards. do this. Is, this is horrible. So I think it is Anthony Edwards now. But like, he, he what are you, twenty five and ten? more than that he was fine like if he's fine and anthony edwards is fine maybe spoon's right like this isn't a two seven anymore this is three six borderline four five also maybe you know what and the timberwolves are the four i'll say it when when, when he when drew was reading i'm mean, like i agree that that sure that lineup makes sense but i mean my god these players are not good it's yeah, just like, yeah. maybe it's what you need for minnesota but that's uh, you got to use lesser players to not get exploited, which is what the playoffs is all about, of course. Um, yeah, so, I mean, the yeah. better matchup is oftentimes more important than the better talent. But yeah, it's, it's just scary. But, I mean, <laughs> this was a bad matchup for them. Uh, yeah, this podcast this is isn't going to do well in Tennessee. <laughs> well, 
you know, I, I ultimately, I, 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 like, again, I, I'm probably going to be willing to pay the price for Memphis to come back. But I think taking the seven points for game two makes a ton of sense with the, you know, with Timberwolves and the way they're playing right now. Um, yeah. And I'm, yeah, I'm more interested in taking Memphis in game three. Either way, like Memphis pick in Med- I like to take the, some of these high seeds. Usually I'm looking to take them. I, I'd much rather take like pick on the road than lay seven with some of these teams. If, if you like the high seed. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, so especially like I, I, I've said a lot of nice Timberwolves things. You're not going to the garden. This is, I mean, it's not, you're the not rallying. The house has a nickname, rallying. Andy. I mean, the, it's the grind house. I mean, the target center is not imposing to anyone. People are awful polite. Like, they don't do the F you, Raph. They're like, I think they're chant. Come on, Raph. Are you kidding? <laughs> you got, you're nuts. Rats. That was a bad call. Like, yeah, they're too nice. I mean, Anthony Edwards is basically flying way under the radar as far as a breakout goes. I don't even know that there's many casual NBA fans who could tell you. Minnesota's on to We get to watch that. I mean, the, the national casual fan sees like one Timberwolves game a year because we, we have to have breathless coverage of the Lakers. <laughs> uh, you know, the Lakers are on TV 50 times a year and the Timberwolves are on. If they're playing the Lakers, they might get a game or, uh, you know, that's about it. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, I mean, even the play-in game was... They they put it on West Coast time even though it was in Minnesota. Like the the game was eight thirty local because it was the Clippers. Nobody even cares about the Clippers. They still have heard enough of you defending your actions and not going to that game. Yeah, that's that's fair. I got tickets. We know you're trying to rewrite history. I got tickets. Yeah, I got tickets for Game Four. Oh, you did. Saturday, I'm going. You will have to sting me because I am not paying five (laughs) hundred dollars a ticket to go sit where I sat last time. It's not. It's the same basketball game. It's dumb. I guess it's the playoffs. But yeah, the ticket prices go up for the playoffs. Spoiler: If you wear a Betspurts shirt and glue yourself to the court, do you think that you can get them to comp your way in? Business expense. Honestly, probably rated. Probably go for that. Yeah, miss the game. Like, send my kid out after the game. I'll be in the parking lot. Glue yourself to the floor. All right. Well, let's talk about the other two seven series. Uh, and I'm interested. I didn't realize you uh, you were interested. You had uh, f- financial stakes in the Nets. Uh, and I've heard a lot of different opinions of how people's perception of the series changed after game one. Uh, as a Celtics backer, in, I was in, literally. In which, in which direction? Um, both directions. Like I've heard, I've heard real extreme takes on both sides. And, um, I mean, honestly, as a Celtics backer, my, that was like sweet relief, like, holy crap. If you lose that game, uh, after you've put that many minutes on Tatum and and Brown already, uh, and Rob Williams isn't coming back to save the day in this series. Uh, and now you've conceded home court to these guys. Um, and you know, Irving's, shooting the way he's shooting creating offense ways creating offense like all of a sudden i'm like oh god this series flipped on a dime they hold on and my general feeling was all right okay Whew. like you took their best shot and you survived like let's uh you know that now if you can hold court in game two and split in brooklyn you may be able to get this done in five um you know what were there any surprises to you about the way that that game played uh, and anything that uh, you know you took you took away either positive or negative for your Nets position. 
that the Nets played the first half like they were drunk and were tied and you seem to think that this was like their a plus performance <laughs> what game were, were we watching the same game like, well the fourth quarter they came out and they absolutely they you know they needed to close a 15 point gap and they did it and they made it look easy to me okay i think the nets have a gear that the celtics do not i okay. think i think tatum's great and that's fine but like durant is better Kyrie is better. Like they just have their top end talent when the game, the NBA playoffs, like having the best player on the court is so important because you, they never ever run in the fourth quarter, every playoff game, no matter how showtime Lakers to who the seven second Suns, like nobody runs at the end of the game. You need a closer. And, and, and it's the most casual sounding thing in the world. But, like you need the guy who gets buckets and you know <laughs> ca casuals overrate that so much but i just the, it matters in which i guess the games they watch is like the playoffs last five minutes of playoff game and it, i have durant and you have uh jason tatum which is like the, the celtics for years that's been the go-to guy other than like marcus smart will occasionally chuck one up for no real reason and sometimes uh jalen brown will get lucky and get a shot off like the ball will land in his hands and he'll shoot which is always scary because he's usually open and hits him uh, but they always seem to shy away and you get Tatum, you know, step back jumpers and all this stuff. Like, yeah, give me Brooklyn. I just feel like they have this gear in the fourth quarter. And we saw how quickly they made up the deficit yesterday. It yeah. felt like they were not mm. worried. Like, okay, well, we'll maintain contact with them for three quarters and we'll turn it on and win. And uh, is, it, they, is there a ceiling? They're, they're up three with 40 seconds left. They should have won the game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and to, to both of you guys, is the net ceiling if they play if everything works, is it ceiling higher than last year's Nets team? No. Or, or at least at least close to it. Like, is it can it be as good as that team? Because like mm -hmm. legitimately, you talk about Durant, and that's all I can think about is if his shoe size was one size smaller, you have they a different NBA NBA, you have a different NBA champion than you had last than you actually had. Because I mean he that three he drilled that wasn't a three. I mean, that was game. Yeah. And his, I mean, his foot was just too damn big. He is fucking clutch. I've said this no, for years I as thought, a casual. He's my favorite. I thought last year's Nets team had a defensive level that they could reach that would not have blown a 107-102 lead against the Celtics. They had a five-point lead yeah. with under six to play. And the Celtics came and got him. Um What's a fair now, price to bet the Nets at? I'm just maybe if I were shopping right now. <laughs> yeah. You can get a good number on them right now. I think it's you're out to minus 230 for the Celtics. So you can get almost two to one on the Nets um, if you were betting them for the series. Um, but I, you know, this, I get your point about Tatum versus KD as far as being a closer and the fact that KD's done it for years and has championships and, you know, was clearly. A unanimous agreement was the best player in the NBA. Took the you know took the baton from LeBron that year that they you know swept him out of the playoffs. Um, he's still in that played a number of games part where you look at every other aging curve out there and you're like it's looming. Like he's definitely not getting better. He's old, er, and he's coming off some pretty significant injuries at this point. He couldn't play a full season this year. Uh, he doesn't have a ton of help. He's going to have to play 45 minutes a game. Um, and, you know, if I look 
just flat out like any kind of a player level model tatum and durant they look pretty damn close if you're in the blind like there's not a huge margin between those two guys in terms of uh you know what a fair rating on them is as a player at this point um is it simply the killer instinct and the fact that durant can get his shot from wherever he wants it on the court because he's such a mismatch size wise that would give you the kind of the confidence that he is the closer in the series and not tatum yes i mean for me there's a difference if you're just like we're gonna have an 82 game season against the the league at large again (laughs) i like yeah full season against the entire field like i i can understand that like there's there's not a big edge there i mean you're you're fine with i think either one of them is i can understand tatum might be better or rate the same you're telling me it's the playoffs and you really need to put a premium on, like you said, Durant gets his shot every time. And the thing about the playoffs is like the teams that excel, like you see with the Suns and all this, when you're with the whole league strategy is the, is the threes and the dunks kind of aspects, having guys that hit mid range shots anyway is really good. Cause if you spent all season, we're shooting threes, we're shooting dunks. Now it's the playoffs, the teams buckle down, force you into a mid-range and you haven't taken those all year. You don't have like mid-range snipers. I think you see these late game offenses like perform worse than you would otherwise. I don't, Kevin Durant's going to shoot a a 15 footer. Okay. (laughs) Like fine. Um, The one interesting thing though was like that Celtics end game. I was so impressed because they had two opportunities to do dumbass Celtics shit. (laughs) I thought Marcus Smart was going to pull for the three. Everyone. Yeah. That that's his thing. Yeah. And he doesn't. He hits the pass. And Tatum doesn't like cut off the drive at the free throw line and then do the Mamba fadeaway. Like that's what he's always done. And he just cuts to the basket, puts the spin moves, and shoots a layup. Like, whoa, this is not Celtics basketball. Um, I mean, the pieces are there. I think the Celtics are a really good team, no, no question. And and if they play, they were always really great at like the Brad Stevens ATOs and everything, were always elite. But they're just like in in running play was stupid, and to just settle the, the offense was like Jason Tatum bail us out. Yeah, go get him. Yeah, he may have the skills, but the so- shot selection was was dog shit. <laughs> and then like, yeah, they, they and then the well, possession do after, do that sixteen times after the Kyrie three, they just like went down and shot a lay. They didn't try to you know get it back with the three pointer. They just like went right to the basket. The Nets gave them this easy shot that was probably the shot that lost the game for brooklyn if you you know it's the possession before if you know you stop them there or make them run clock make them go into the where they have to foul you totally totally different game you just give them two points and it's like well now you have to hit and can we can we talk about steve nash i don't feel like i don't feel like anybody ever rags on this guy like why is he brooklyn's coach how did this (laughs) they had kenny atkinson who's good and like they didn't want to play for a real coach, they wanted a, a buddy in there with the whole Kyrie and the, you know, and then, then they had Harden. Like they just wanted a guy who wasn't going to challenge them. And it's like, why is this guy their coach? He's he's bad. I don't know what he does. I don't like anything about Brooklyn's late game. They do the same thing as Boston does. It's okay, Bayless, Kyrie, and KD alternate. You guys hit the big shots, and they're they're so good it works, but they don't run any like offense their defense was just giving up layups i just like yeah we, defensively we, we defensively their ceiling is on all these other coaches all the time and i yeah. just feel like nash has gotten a free pass for two years now they they should have beaten milwaukee last year they shouldn't 
I don't know. I, I think he's I think he's really bad. And people if they spend all their energy these, shitting on Glenn, and they they kind of forget about some of the other bad coaches. <laughs> I mean that that's the thing. Or even I mean even Budenholzer caught a lot of hell. It's like a bad regular season coach who I mean it obviously worked out. Yeah. But yeah, you don't hear about that. <laughs> I, I have to. Steve look up Kerr doesn't head. really get. Steve Kerr never really gets the you know the pointy end of the stick either. Chris, um, horrible. <laughs> yeah. I, I, nobody really gives him the gives him the business. <laughs> you you win a bunch of titles, and the same yeah. thing is like, well, look at look at their offensive firepower. You don't really have to coach that much when it's give uh, give Steph the ball, and he just bails you out of everything. I I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like some of these everybody piles on Glenn. I agree because you he's he blows series that the other guys don't like currently still other than blowing a three, one lead in the final. If you guys hadn't heard uh, golden state blew a three, one lead to Cleveland in the 2016 finals. True. <laughs> um, it all it always comes back to Kyrie. We always got to, I rewatched part of that, like to get ready for the playoffs, the Kyrie shot still gets me. It still gets me. That was a good one. He hit um, the same shot against the He hit the, the same shot yesterday. Yeah, yeah he did. That was, was like, oh, Jesus. How did he hit that? that? And when it's the, the most interesting thing any of you guys said, any of you, both of you said, was like the the fact that, you know, the, the evolution of the NBA, dunk it, lay it up, or shoot a three. But then, you know, you, you work around that as a defensive, you know, your strategy becomes defend what everybody's doing so you can have some of these mid-range. And, like, if it's not something you have anyone who's good at it, it uh, it becomes almost a weird Achilles heel. And it just stinks that Mello is stuck somewhere that's not in the playoffs. <laughs> like, that's, that's my mid-range guy. That's up. my guy. No, no. The, the answer is not Mello because no, as a Blazer, never. Mello he, actually he ran them the out of the playoffs. Right yeah. out of the – if Mello no. – doesn't play a minute in that series. Portland beats Denver, and like he actively lost a series in the year 2021. And I, I don't know how Stotts didn't see it, which is probably why he's you know watching the playoffs too. Uh, yep, yeah, that I, would. I, mean, just, I agree. With that. The, the okay, Olympic so let me medals, probably. let me go back to uh, the Celtics for one more thought. Um, it, I have not gotten heavily involved in any Eastern Conference futures. Mostly because I just look at the times. I look at the futures market, and it just the <laughs> prices are like. Uh, you know, they are di- disconnected from reality of the way these series are going to be priced, in my opinion. Um, and so there's, you know, there's more money to be made in taking other approaches and betting series by series. You're going to have more information. You're less, you know, less, you know, more flexibility, all that, blah, blah, blah. Um, the Celtics scare me from a future standpoint and throwing cold water on them because they did not play by the, you know, we're going to get our guys rest and we're going to load manage a little bit. Like they played these guys hard all season long. And if there was kind of one through line that was pretty obvious all season, it was fatigue mattered a ton. Um, and there were signs in that fourth quarter with Celtics trying to get 40 minutes out of Jason Tatum and Brown that were like, these guys look a little gassed. Al Horford's played a lot of basketball for an old man. Like there's, you know, there were some pretty, uh, you know, distressing observations of just sort of the player fitness level that I would worry about if this series goes long because next series against Bucks, presumably you're not going to win that one in short order either if you're the Celtics. Um, so I guess, do you get the general sense that there is an, a rest angle in, that favors Brooklyn at all? Kyrie only played half the games. Durant got a big chunk of the season off. Um, you know, presumably these guys are more capable of going forty plus a game for the full seven. Yeah, I think so. I mean, 
we saw it was sort of like we used to see the load management where it's like we'd load manage but you'd still try to like get a high seed and i felt like it's what milwaukee last year just didn't care they're like okay we'll play we'll play game seven at brooklyn we'll we'll play game five in phoenix and we'll just win these games like busting your ass all season for that extra home game versus resting all season and being 100 percent for the playoffs uh i just feel like yeah you've seen it time and again that the fresh legs in the playoffs can just overcome the one extra home game well and just on on, on average just on average like i know you we talked about what game three could be with uh if the mavs were down or excuse me, if the grids were down oh two like things change based on situations but on average what is the what's the money line percentage swing from home and away like the cumulative like yeah, a, the seven percent right? yeah so like yeah. is busting your ass all year worth seven percent in one game over a seven game series i it doesn't sound like some much of now. these teams at the high end especially once you the bucks had the best record in the nba in like two years in a row and it didn't matter and maybe they realized like oh Maybe it's more important to be full power and we'll just take off lots of regular season games. We'll be the, th- they wanted us the three seed last year. They, they won game seven in Brooklyn. Like, okay. They won game five in Phoenix when, when they won the big games on the road that they had to. So yeah, I'm just, yeah, you know, I mean, maybe as an organizational philosophy, maybe it's not, okay, we're not going to run our guys into the ground. I know it's a little bit of trolling, but is there some sort of like rich man's, last season's Knicks with the Celtics were like, they over there, they look great because they are the regular season tryhards, but then they get to the playoffs and like, here's the team with the real thoroughbreds that didn't give a shit. And like, Oh, these guys have that gear. And we, I mean, the Hawks. there's a fair analog for what you're saying, but I don't think it's that. It's not fair to put them down there. with The Elon Musk Knicks, you know, I mean, obviously I'm not comparing them. I, I mean, the Celtics are legitimately good, but, I also feel like they really did try harder than certainly Milwaukee or uh, Philly. Miami was kind of a try. Miami was a try hard team, but you're saying from like a perception standpoint, maybe even within the market, like the fact that they were the try hard, it makes them seem like no, they're the at analog, the echelon. The analog is the Celtics are last year's Suns taking on the Lakers. Like that's pretty similar. Uh, like, I, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> it's. I mean, obviously, I think the Nets are better than last year's Lakers. I think the Celtics aren't quite as good as the Suns were, and we learned that. But uh, that's closer to what I. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 it's. But I mean, now you're also talking about a series the Lakers led two games to one. Yeah. And Anthony Davis goes down in game four. It's like, I yeah. mean, is that the hat you're hanging on the Celtics? I mean, yeah. The Lakers, the Lakers were definitely, I mean, what were the, what was the series? The Lakers were favored entering that series. And after game three, they were bigger favorites. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay. Also, let, we, I know it's a playoff show. So this is the only chance we're going to laugh at the Lakers because, you know, they're <laughs> not involved. They won the championship two years ago. Last year, they're a dollar forty series favorite without home court against, you know, the Suns, who are awesome. Yeah. Why did they blow it up? Like, why did they? We've got to bring in Russell. We've we've got to make moves. Run it back. You're good. You're you're, you're set. Like, what were they doing? 
I mean, the moves that they've made, if you put them all on paper and list them, it's literally like a, it's impossible to rank them from good from bad to worse. Like they're yeah, all they're, they're all, all so bad. bad. And, yeah. And, and as you know, just like normal, knowledgeable fans like that doesn't make sense. That's a bad move. That's a bad yeah. move. That's yeah. they, they played their way from from the championship into out of the top 10 in two years. Yeah. And if you look around the NBA right now, it's a who's who of like solid role players and or good, you know, rising stars that used to be Lakers. I like, was, I was gonna say even <laughs> there's a lot casual Andy knows like Alex Caruso was probably a decent thing to keep. I guess I don't know his contract status. Like, he, THT, he, he was a player, he was probably probably. a free agent, but like uh, yeah, the Westbrook thing is puzzling. <laughs> I do enjoy the montages of him like hitting the side of the backboard shit. Like that just that's, that's just pleasing. They, they get longer. I was like Scott Joplin's gonna have to rise from the grave when they set them to like the ragtime music. And I love <laughs> I don't know why those montages are ten times funnier when they're set to like that old timey, you know, music for no real reason. But it always makes it bad. It's maybe because that's what basketball looked like in the uh in the peach bucket days. Like, yeah, it was that 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 was a great genre, and then the Ben Roethlisberger skipping passes. You know, bouncing <laughs> oh game. yeah, that, those those were incredible. As well. A guy uh, wide open, like game. seven yards down the field, and it uh, yeah. lands at his feet. That was yeah, right at his feet. Um, the uh, okay, so all right, well, you've sufficiently scared me out of getting any more involved in the Celtics. Although I still do think, it, you know, we yeah, talked a shit ton about Philly, Toronto as sort of a. It could go like this or it could go like this. And I feel like Celtics, the way I look at the series now, I feel like they kind of have to get it done in five. Uh, I don't really want to see what this team looks like if they've played, you know, the the key players for 40 minutes a game for five, six games. And, uh, you know, how, whether those guys can, you know, still find the juice to perform in game seven, if it comes down to that, like I'm not going to feel great. Um, I think, uh, you know, Udoka has been a breath of fresh air as a coach, but, uh, Never would have guessed that they would have been able to upgrade and move on so quickly from the Brad Stevens era, but it's pretty obvious that this guy rocks. He came from Brooklyn, too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah he was an assistant coach have, with them last year. They could help it. I'm always, you know, I'm always saying that so people don't Steve know Nash. about the assistant coaches. Like, <laughs> <laughs> is that your, the point you're always? That's your that, thing. That, that's the that's point I'm always thing. making in the chat. The best part yeah. was, and I'm I'm joking because you brought that up, Spoon. And I sat there thinking about like what an assistant coach does for like five minutes before I finally just asked. I'm like, I don't know what they really do. Like, can someone explain that to me? And then for like 20 minutes, I looked up the Timberwolves assistant coaches to see if anyone had their DMs open on Twitter. So I can just actually ask them, like, what do you what do you do? Like, what, what's, what's, your, what's your day-to-day look like? I gave up pretty quick, but that, that was interesting. No, but um, real quick, I question for because I think Drew was on this, and I want to hear what Spoon thought pre-series in the Toronto series. Like, first off, Drew, has your mind changed at all about Glenn's ability to screw this up? Because, I mean, Philly looks really good. And then, I don't know, Spoon, like, what did you think of that series, pre-series? A lot of people were of the thought that, you know, if it goes long, Toronto's live. That they, I still think that, but Scotty okay. Barnes' health is now a huge X factor. Toronto is, Toronto is, to this day, very thin. <laughs> they cannot sustain, you know, Same. these big-time, yeah, these big-time injuries are not going to help them ultimately. And, um Philly is getting an outsized effort from James Harden. 
if you believe that that's going to last for the entire two months of the playoffs, I have some oceanfront property and the desert to to sell you. The um, similarly, the uh, you know Joel Embiid is in the same exact camp as the Celtics in terms of they wore him down this year. If he makes it through the balance of the season without something nagging that's you know that either impacts him at a series level or uh, just a game by game level over some stretch, I won't be surprised. Um, but it doesn't look like Toronto has the juice to make this a competitive series. What do you think, Spoon? Well, yeah, same. I mean, obviously, we see like the injury situation kind of changed everything. So, I, I mean, I feel stupid. This is the problem with not. So, I tend to prefer betting game to game in the playoffs over series prices. Unlike, like I said, Brooklyn, I like the series price over just specifically like game one because I do feel like Brooklyn's going to win the series. I just don't know which games are going to show up. And that was more just like a price thing. Okay, they're plus 125 and they're out equal team. So give me give me that. I don't want – I'm not necessarily like playing game to game here. I don't, I don't know. Philly was like game one is so good and I don't know what's going to happen in the series. But now, of course, it feels terrible because like, oh, man, I wish I had a, a grip of minus 180 because grip. I know it's going to suffer like – catastrophic injury losses and just look totally non-competitive yeah the defense has been bad siakam has been a complete no-show in terms of any kind of aggressiveness on offense um yeah it's not looking good but when you uh, when you yeah. say a grip you mean a large amount of like like both hands could hold a pile of tickets there's like a, that, that, i've that never i've never Philadelphia heard somebody seven series winner there's like an old farmer back home that would say that a whole grip of something it's you and that you you and that guy are the only people I've ever heard say that. It's my, it's, my, it's my Alaskan roots uh, coming out. I'm from I'm from the sticks, just like anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. So, at what point do the Sixers have to win a game seven and lose? Which round? Uh, against Miami. Miami. This this was one where like I I everybody because you know yeah the Glenn Nurse and you know the the COVID situation. It's just, it's just such a – the talent disparity is so big that this – big. <laughs> it's big. It, it at the NCAA tournament where it was like, we really want to fade Providence. They suck. And they end up as two-point favorites against the the Jackrabbits. And it's the same like, oh, yeah, we want to fade Philly. I don't trust uh, Glenn Rivers. I don't trust, uh, you know, all these guys. Okay. I don't trust Harden. Like, of course. But, I mean, Toronto's not that good. Fade them yeah. against Miami. You know, like, yeah. there you go. Especially yeah, yeah. when they they split the first few games in Miami, and it's going to be like, okay, now and it's two games apiece, and you have Spolstra against uh, you know Rivers, or if they're up three two in that series, like that's where you're going to see yeah see that the classic Sixers choke job, not against yeah, no, you know some weak no 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 Harden playing in Miami in a game five and seven oh no 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 <laughs> he'll be just fine just I, James James Harden we're talking he'll be he'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, um, Philly, Philly destroyed Washington last year. You know, it's not like they, Doc Rivers and these guys can't beat a bad team. They, they, they have no problem beating uh, the eight seed or Toronto. But you know, yeah. once they, once they're up there against a powerhouse like the Hawks, then we, you know, they, yeah. they don't get it done. When you have the co MVP effectively in Embiid, and you're up against a team whose best offensive player is Pascal Siakam, you should be more than a minus 180 favor, whatever they closed. Yeah, um, that was. I, I mean, the, um, the game plan, Drew. I was. Yeah because of the all the narratives around that and not being able to bring the whole squad up to Canada and maybe sure. Glenn Glenn failing late in the series there was a little bit of an inkling of you know how do I bet Toronto if I really want to 
Sure. And I think eventually people said, well, if you do, maybe just bet them before game three. They probably get beat. That was yeah, they probably was... get beat it on the road, and then maybe just take the serious price. Like, but with the injuries and just seeing how bad they are, like I don't want to do that anymore. That doesn't sound like a fun time to me. No, and I they're going to be like yeah. that was the strategy. Yeah. Wait for them to get lose the game one that they were going to lose, and then but that was where I kind of felt, oh, what a sigh of relief. They got the injuries, and that's like I don't have to do anything. Yeah, I'm, I, yeah. I, wash my hands. You can, ignore, yeah. you can ignore a series. It's okay to just back. <laughs> speaking yeah, of Bucks holes, speaking of ignoring a series. No, I, okay. Uh, Nets. Let's assume you're right, and the Nets get through. Uh, you have an appetite to bet them against the Bucks as well, or is that where the uh, is that where the no, party ends? Not at all. I, I, Milwaukee is like that's I, I'm I'm riding Milwaukee to to to, to the into the midst of Avalon here. I, I, <laughs> I, I think they'll beat Brooklyn again. I think they'll beat Miami, and uh, they'll they'll be I, we're we're getting Bucks Suns again probably. Yeah, feels like that. Um, no worries about Budenholzer regressing a little. I am like the Mike Budenholzer fan club Twitter account. Like I was going yeah. to war last year for the guy. Yeah. Look you yelled record. at people. Look at his record. Like the guy, I don't know what people's problem is. He, okay. He blew the Raptor series. Yes. They should have won that series. If Giannis plays yes. three extra minutes per game, they, they, all four losses were so close. Yes. All right, sorry, they have blown out game four. Game three was like a double overtime game where he, he played like 38 minutes in a double overtime game. That would have put him up 3 0. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah yes. right. They won the first two at home. Game three was like a double yeah. overtime. Game five and six, they had 15 point leads in the second half of both games and blew them. Yeah. Like, that was a bad performance from him. And he should wear that one. But otherwise, it was like, why is everyone dunking on him? I, I don't know what he wins a ton of games. And there were all these, oh, you know, they need to fire him and get Rick Carlisle. The guy, Rick Carlisle <laughs> hasn't had a 50 win season since the, the like title run. He hasn't won a playoff series. Why, why are did, we all uh, slurping this did guy? Did Rick Carlisle get fired from the Indiana Pacers already? I think he might've, or at least they're talking about moving him into the front office. Putting him <laughs> <in the laughs> yeah. Pushing him out. Maybe they yeah. can. Uh, yeah. It was just, I don't know. I, I'm a, I'm a Boonholzer stand and I'm not afraid to admit it. Like I, I just like the guy and, okay. uh, so, I don't think so bad. I mean, the guy went to the, he, his rotations are, are dicey, but we saw last year, like, oh, we need to win. I'll just play the best player in the game for uh, a ton of time. So, no, I would not say I'm worried. And I don't think he's a downgrade. To, maybe that was the other thing, too. Look at his playoff path last year. He got to play Nash and then uh, McMillan. Like, these guys suck. And yeah. then, uh, I mean, Monty's fine. But it was like, yeah, he, he, he was not at a coaching disadvantage against any relevant team. And kind of same thing this year. Obviously, uh, I mean, Yudoka is in his first season, so we don't yeah. know. Or Nash. And then, I mean, Spolstra, okay, he's better. <laughs> but, yeah. You know, okay, so if if something stops the Bucks, it's what? They just run up against a nuclear Kyrie. Uh, Spolstra does the best well, coaching they, job of his they, life. They probably should have lost to the Nets last year, so I, I don't think it's... Yeah, what's that, what's that series price, Bucks-Nets? Okay, Bucks at minus one sixty ish. Yeah, Bucks have home court. They're going to be. I mean, Celtics were four, four and a half yesterday. You have to figure you're looking at the same thing. I think the Bucks would be valued a little higher in Boston. So yeah, one fifty, one sixty seems pretty. Especially reasonable. you're probably coming off a Bucks sweep and you're coming off a seven game win by the Nets. Yeah, there too. The rest but, is there. What about uh, you know, everybody's boy Ben Simmons? Can, is there a is there a more like 
He did <laughs> dunk the other day. I saw a video of it. I don't know if he's going to play and all that, but like, what is with everybody like, ha ha ha, Ben Simmons? Ben Simmons is good. What is wrong with you? If Ben Simmons was in for the Celtic series at full health, they kill him. Like, he's really okay. good. And for some reason, there's just like the meaning on this guy is incredible. He's, yes, he passed. Yeah. On, he passed. Yeah, you remember that time he could have dunked, though? Yeah. He, yeah, I don't know why. That'll he, sit with he, me forever, dude. That was, that was, that was, like, that was but, like when when a video game is broken and you try to hit the dunk <laughs> button. Why did I pass it? Like, that they was have weird. Durant, Irving, uh, Seth Curry. Like that's the problem. You just named three. If you put Ben Simmons on the floor with those guys, you can't you can't live with Bruce Brown on the floor. You got to have somebody else. You need this, this is like other the, this is a, it's just a like for like upgrade. I, I don't know. I just feel like. Everybody treats this guy like he sucks. He's 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 great, and if he comes back, if I don't know, he's you like know, a yeah, young okay. Mike Budenholzer. If they were full strength with Joe Harris and Ben Simmons available, I love that closing five. Like that's an mm -hmm. absolute that's an absolutely special closing five that I'm all of a sudden very terrified of any betting anyone else in the East. But without Harris and with Simmons being reintroduced at the pl playoff stage. Tough for me to really think that he's going to have much of an impact on this series or these playoffs. Um, oh, oh yeah, I, I was just—I I don't think he's going to have this huge impact. I was—I saw like, oh, he's warm, he's potential to play, and all the people are like, ha ha ha, is that even an upgrade or who cares? It, uh, yeah, it matters. Oh no, 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 yeah, no. It, it that <laughs> and mean, it was and honestly, it was a surprise. So you should be repricing. I, I don't think that the market expected he was going to be available for this series when we saw some of the opening prices, and so the fact that he is now potentially going to come back at some point when they're in Brooklyn, I think you know you got to be, be be prepared to factor that in. Um, okay, the uh, uh, well, what I is bet, yeah. I live bet Utah by the way. So oh, good job by you! Great we're call. Also, we're also Great a Utah call. team, they were down by a bunch to start the game. I thought that was dumb. I've made yeah. four NBA bets since we've talked. Well, we talked a lot about the Eastern Conference, we yeah. haven't really spilled much on the heat, but you know, they're not super fun to talk about, and I think ultimately, heat. Bucks would make for a compelling Eastern Conference Finals. Heat Celtics would be interesting. Very interested to see if Udoka could solve the zone defense question mark, which has been beguiling the Celtics for years, apparently. Um, but the Western Conference, you mentioned you had a little bit of an appetite to fade the dubs. Steph Curry wow. looked out of form big time in game one. This, Did this not matter because. Jordan Poole was nuclear. Uh, what you know, you you're now thinking Suns Dubs is probably where we're headed in the West, and that's going to be a competitive series. Or Suns are the right side. Uh, we'll have to see the price. So, yeah, I, I've been lower on Golden State pretty much from the jump, and uh, I'm glad that there wasn't some way to like sell Warriors stock during the season because they've got this gift wrap. <laughs> like Denver is a is a non competitive series for them. The Grizzlies, I you know, I, I three days ago I was the Grizzlies maxi, and now I'm scared. Uh, I do feel like they'll probably win that series now. Uh, I am. We'll, we'll revisit that. Well, seriously, because like so, the, but, but, the, so early in the season though, I remember you know we were on the NBA chat bantering around like what would a Warriors Suns series price be, and this is when like the books had the Warriors as the Western Conference favorite for reasons unknown. I was like, oh, you know, that's Warriors slight favorite even without home court. I mean. I'll take the Suns anything less than a dollar fifty for you know like all the money. Uh, 
So we have to see the price. I think the market, I'll probably be on Phoenix. I still think the market will overrate Golden State, especially if they curb stomp Denver and, uh, you know, a six gamer against Memphis or sweep the Timberwolves, (laughs) whatever happens there. Like, yeah, everyone, it's just like when they, when they uh, destroyed uh, Portland in the Western Conference finals and everyone's like, see, they don't even need Durant. Remember how good they went 30 (laughs) without him when they played Toronto and it was, and then it was like, no, they need, no, they're playing a real team now, not Portland. Aww. Yeah, they're gonna. They could be inflated for especially if they get the Timberwolves. Like they're gonna get this god path to the Western Conference Finals, and then Phoenix will smoke them at least in the first game. That will. That would be a weird setup because you would, if they end up going, what Denver Minnesota into the finals, like that's a weird jump, and that price might be. Do prices get goofy based on that? Like yeah, they beat the shit out of some teams. Like, hey, guess what? They've only played eight games, but they're all against Denver and Minnesota. Do you think realistically, though, anything outside of a dub sweep, the second round opponent, Phoenix goes seven against the Jazz, anything other than that, you think the dubs might be around a pick them? No, no, not now. I mean, this, we were talking about this earlier. This not once the Suns win 64 games and Golden State is awful for like two months of the season. I mean, they had injuries, but they... I think that ship has sailed. I mean, I think it'll probably be more reasonably priced. But also, I mean, Golden State just has more cachet with the betting market in general. People people like to bet on this team. They've delivered for so long. Uh, I mean, I'd imagine yeah. Phoenix. I still think Phoenix will be short uh, on a potential series price there, but I don't think it's going to be goofy juice, you know, like minus $1.20 or something outrageous. Okay. Okay. Whew, man. If it were $1.20, I would bet it. <laughs> I mean, that's what we were talking earlier in the year. Like, oh, you know, Phoenix, small favorite, even with home court. And I just was like, are you guys mental? That's no. And, you know, unfortunately, they played another 50 games. And uh, we realized that the Suns are at least half a step up from the from the Warriors. Yeah, I mean, money's nice, but you were right. That's people can't take that from you. I was right. That like, and like four people saw it. So that's <laughs> I read. I read every word in the NBA chat. Noted, I, I, NBA, noted NBA expert. Man. Noted NBA. NBA. I did. I did enjoy. What what game was it that I watched? The, oh, the play-in game, the Clips play-in game. Like I watched that entire game and did my second screen with the NBA chat. I don't know how you guys do this all year. <laughs> just like all I can do is just get mad at refs and be like, "Why is Paul George good all of a sudden?" and this is everything it's, about this it's, game. It's is all the material theory. I want to say, but isn't nearly good enough for a real tweet. So, you know, you just vent yeah. to like the same yeah. four guys. It's, and just like, it's a great, 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 great. The action. worst yeah, part about a, a DM group is when you actually do put something in there and be like, fuck, that was a tweet. Like, that should have been <laughs> out. Like, I wasted, <laughs> I wasted, wasted on these guys. response to your throwaway comment, like, ooh, but now if I tweet it, I look like, you know, like I'm workshopping these things. So. Yeah. Did you I'm get down sure, any? I for sure just said that. I've said like, Fuck! This is a. I'm tweeting this as well. Like I don't yeah. care. I have, Andy, but I have Andy, to put you, it. In uh, there. Did you get any smart DPOI? Andy? No, no, I missed the boat on Spoon? that. A did bunch you get some smart got... DPOI. No, I don't. I don't. I don't bet the. Uh, you, you're future. not. You're not into the awards, awards markets. Awards futures market is like something I, I'm not involved in. Oh, I bet Frank's Jordan got, uh, Poole... got like ten or twenty k down on Hero. Uh, yeah, I didn't say it's not worth while. I just. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I was surprised at the liquidity available for this. I bet Jordan person. Poole finals MVP. That's the only one I have now. <laughs> that's that's a miserable I bet, I mean, man. he keeps us up. 
there's only a couple of guys I think you realistically could bet where if they win the finals, the 100% share of the MVP vote goes to that player. Like Donovan Mitchell stands out. Um, Tatum stands out. Um, I don't know that there's maybe – I don't Pat yeah. Bev. Pat Beverly. Yeah, he stands out, surely. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, he, there's only – yeah, I there's only that. a couple of guys who are, like have enough equity that it makes sense to bet that. Um, the um, speaking of Donovan Mitchell and the Jazz, uh, they are finally pro- playing well in what has been the ugliest basketball to watch so far in the young playoffs. This Mavs Jazz series is miserable, um, but we think Utah probably comes through. Um, any oh, yeah. read on if we see Luca again? Any read on if we should see him again? Any read on what either of these teams ought to do moving forward? If you had a, a say in the management, it, if he, I mean, I don't know how hurt he is, but I assume that down 2-0, they're going to break glass in case of emergency and roll him out there to give themselves any sort of shot in Game Three. Do you, I don't, do you think they're going to punt the series down 2-0 going to Utah? I mean, they probably should, but. Yeah, are they intended? It's hard, they it's hard to sell to the fan base, though. Yeah, you, it's really, one of those it's like, not good for as outsiders, we know they they're not going to win. But like as an organization, well, we're gonna we give up. Like if the guy can play, I don't know. I mean, but has there been more uh, across the league a more steady, pragmatic, drama-free front office? They are looking into the future and making decisions with a clear mind. Sure, like, I'm sure no, they'll but, make the right decisions. Uh, but the fact that Kevin Durant lost a season of basketball in a very similar situation, yeah, uh, I think cooler heads prevail and they uh, they pack it in. I mean, what I mean, you know, Nuggets, presumably, if they had pushed Jamal Murray back in, presumably, if they had pushed Porter back in, could have at least competed in this series, and they are wasting a year of. MVP Jokic to, to you, you know what the, the, the spin future. the like, spin zone Mavericks should do that too yeah the spin zone and what you do because like it is it is just such bad optics for your fan base to be like yeah fuck it we're punting it you say we're gonna do everything we can you put them out there and let them try to warm up or like some sort of farce like oh man he tried he's out there he just couldn't do it he wanted to so bad and maybe he even gets on twitter and like apologizes i tried i just i'm too hurt we remember what the jazz did last year with him. mitchell in game one against the grizzlies when they were literally like he we're not allowing him to play like yeah. the medical staff was like not cleared. <laughs> like they just need to do a not. Yeah, cleared. be like it's a doctor's fault. The doctor ours. said it. The doctor said. What are, we, what are we gonna do? Our hands are tied here. Our hands are tied. Yeah. No, I think. I mean, I don't. Know. I, I. I. I don't have. I don't know. I'm. I don't run this. a team. I wanted to see Doncic win a playoff series this year, and uh, I was even dreaming up scenarios where they won a game out of these first four, and Doncic comes back to lead them back up from three you know one three well, down that. but uh well, we're, we're speculating coming. pretty heavily like he legitimately could already know he's playing in game three like he could know like hey i just need uh, one or two extra days and i'm fine we don't know what this injury how how extreme this is at this point yeah i guess I'd pack it in, but though. for the purposes of discussion jazz take the suns to how many games seven seven you think that's a good matchup then I think that's a that that's a well matched uh, well matched series in terms of strengths and weaknesses. Well, the this is this is kind of the same uh, Celtics Nets problem is like 
the Jazz continue to think that Donovan Mitchell is a superstar and he's not. He's like their late game offense runs around him doing whatever he wants. And he's like a top 50 player, not a top 10 player. And then you have the Suns who never lose a game when it's close with five minutes to go. And you can see the same thing. You're going to see close games and in the fourth quarter. The Jazz run their you know, horrible offense and the Suns are just like, okay, here's Devin Booker and here's Chris Paul and here's Aiton like following up with dunks and the Jazz don't win any close games and the Suns win in five. Suns yeah. final six minutes, you have to see it to believe it. That they're <laughs> closing five and the way they dominate, particularly when they lock down defense in the final six minutes, final four minutes, it is awesome. It's awesome to see it. I love it. I think that team is I'm probably uh, being a little yeah. I just special. I guess I'm just gonna convey that I I lose, I get killed on Utah every year in the playoffs. They always have these great numbers. They're always like, I'm always higher than the market on them. They always, they're, oh, you make it, they were injured, but at full strength, this team is, you know, like toe to toe with at least Golden State for like second in the West. And then they fail. <laughs> it happens every single time. And, you know, like they, it's hard to, you want to bet or make decisions on like, they just don't have it kind of like handy, you know, in the playoffs, they don't have it. And I feel like I can't not bet something because they've let me down before. And that's, you know, that's stupid. That's not a way to bet. And then you just fall for the same thing over and over again. It's like, maybe I'll just pass this time. Um, so I, I feel like, like I, I really like how you, you've gotten wise. They'll lose, they'll lose, I guess they'll lose in five or six. I mean, I kind of talked myself out of it, talking it through like the, the five minute sons are, just going to eat the jazz alive. Yeah. This Philly uh, Toronto are, are series is real sweep? physical. It's our good, Andy. Sons, I mean, is that a sweep or is that the whole, does Monty Williams give him one? Because he's nice. Which, which series are we talking about? The Pels? The Pels. The, the Pels. Oh, like, oh, he, Pels, Pels, give Pels, him one, one. Pels win a game, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm just trying, like, if you're Monty, which one do you give him? Four. Game four, maybe. I'm just trying to decide which one to take a Pels money line. <laughs> I want to be. I'm like, yeah, I kind of saw it coming, guys. I saw it coming. Um, well, let's, let's say game three, you know, the O2 spot, you're probably not going to get a ton of value. Then when the Suns win that one, then the Pels are like plus five and a half, you know, in game four. And Monty's like, oh, my best friend over there, you know, we'll just go ahead and, uh, you know, whatever. We got a couple guys, they're nursing some Monty, let him have one in the regular season. I don't know if you remember that game, but it's kind the of game like in Phoenix that the Pelicans uh, crushed him. Yeah, there was one where Monty gave him the uh, the old, uh, you know, get yeah. yourself in the playoffs uh, kind of a, a little, little. Yeah, push. yeah, it was. A, it was, I, remember it was a, I, I had the Pels in that game. They're like plus uh, nine or something in Phoenix, and they won by like, eighteen. Or it was like Dominated, easy, yeah. easy, easy win. The Suns are locked. I do not know the name of their coach. I just know that. Willie Green. Willie, yeah, Willie, Willie Green. Yeah. Last Willie Green. Um, so let's let's call it a let's put a close the book on the playoffs, but I want to no, give you the opportunity. I want to give you the opportunity to help your franchise, the Portland Trailblazers, get out of this mess that they have found themselves in. Like uh if they call if they if they if they tap you on the shoulder and give you the uh the Bob Vulgaris uh, roles and responsibilities over in Portland, like what are you doing to uh uh, to turn that franchise around. So I'm a, I'm going to channel uh, 1992 Blazer legend Danny Ainge. I'm going to call the Bucks. I'm gonna give them a protected second rounder, and uh, I don't know one of those guys that was starting late in the year for Giannis. And then when they don't take it, I'm going to go to the media and be like, I tried so hard to uh, <laughs> make the moves, and you know these guys, my hands are tied. 
<laughs> no, I, I honestly, do you, well, yeah. Do you try to rebuild around Dame, or do you get what you can get nope. from him and start? Yeah, get him out. Get him out. Start he's he's my favorite player in the NBA, and uh, you know, I mean, I have nothing negative to say. But we we're done here. Like that, we can close the book on that chapter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, send him out. Rebuild. Anything on the current roster worth building around, or do you literally have to start from scratch? The arena. I, yeah, I mean, and keep it. Simons, <laughs> yeah, run it back. <laughs> the arena's nice, yeah. Uh, you know, Simons looks. I don't know how much you buy into like what he was doing, you know, before they decided that you know he wasn't going to play anymore. I, I mean, thought he was good. Yeah, I, I I feel like it was. I don't want how much is that like. Uh, three quarter mark half the teams are not trying he is you know like looks better than he, playing on a horrible team kind of deal yeah but he, there's a, there's a lot of blazer fans like okay let's you know let's slide him into the dame role dame will get us something good get high draft picks we have a million dollars or million that's not a lot of money billion dollars in cap space and uh you know we'll, we'll of course no free agents will sign with portland or we'll get mellow and Whiteside again or whatever but um <laughs> No, there's no reason to run it back. Like the the Lillard thing, I love the guy, but I, this chapter is is uh, closed. And see what happens. Where do, you, where do you want to see him land? Anywhere but the Lakers? Yeah, yeah. Oh, He's not going no, to the they, they 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 can get assets for him, right? No, no Warriors and no Lakers, and otherwise it's fine. I wish him well. Do you want to see him, do you want to see him go Bledsoe to a team? Or do you want to see him go to a team that's going to give you a bunch of assets that can help you build the Blazers back quicker? Ooh, good question. Uh, I'd probably rather you go to a contender. I feel like I'd be happier rooting for Dame to win a title than like whatever 12-year plan Portland's going to be <laughs> embarking on. And the Blazers are so far from anything right now that like, can I spend the next two years rooting for my favorite player to to break through with a real championship <laughs> opportunity or am i like all right we're gonna the like eighth pick or you know that that uh protected first next year now how are we gonna jockey for position yeah, I, yeah that doesn't seem yeah. super exciting do you keep but, your coach oh I mean, maybe he, keep he, him for a year because you're in he rebuild. Did, he, did show much. he didn't show yeah. much, but you know the team was actively not trying for so much of the year. I makes so it hard I, to evaluate. Sometimes him. when these guys bring in, the first thing I like to see is Andy's favorite topic: the assistant coach. I I'm like, okay, they hired Billups. Fine. The first thing he does is hire Scott Brooks as his like right hand man. I'm like, whoa, that's <laughs> red flag city. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Okay. Scott Brooks is coming in. Like, if if you look around the league and you think I got to get that guy in here to you know to guide me, that's really scary. Like, that's just such a. I know. He eventually figured out how to rotate Westbrook and Durant in a way that the OKC you know OKC made it to the conference finals. But he's not very good though. Scott, I mean, when they when they good. brought in he's, when they brought in Steve Hetzel, at, uh, he was good at developing players. Like Brooks had a knack for taking these talented guys and getting them to be good, but he couldn't coach a good team. Like his his strategy is horrific. Dude, he was NBA Coach of the Year in 2010. What a joke of an award! <laughs> well, that award is unbelievable. Unbelievable. And Ed, Nisha Curry on that staff. Now I'm just looking at. Assistance. Okay. Interesting. 
Well, I hope for your sake that I mean Portland is a great NBA city. They deserve a, a you know they deserve a runner. They if deserve not, like five yeah. five NBA titles in six years. I just uh, <laughs> is that too much to ask? Yeah, I mean, um, simple, simple ask. Yeah, no, I think uh, realistically they got they're going to end up with a decent lottery pick this year. It's kind of a weak draft though. I've been uh, I've been there, dude. I'm, I'm I've been through this. Team wasn't good. Got some high picks. I mean, you can turn Team it around. Still isn't uh, good. Get more high picks. Team still yeah, isn't then, good. Get more high picks. Next year's it's NBA smart. draft looks really, really, really good. Uh, so presumably, you want another season of tanking. Um, I, I think the Blazers will oblige. Well, I don't. Yeah, they're gonna no. They'll run back Lillard, sign some middle free agent, win forty-two games, and get bounced in the first round, and go into the purgatory zone. That would be. Yeah. Bad. You want Chet Holmgren? Keep him in the Pacific Northwest if they get a, like a top two lottery pick. No, no, you're out <laughs> I mean, on Chet. I, I am, and not that I'm some college basketball, you know, fanatic or expert, but like, I don't know. Was he really good at Gonzaga? I. He's pretty. Good. Once he puts on weight, he'll be. Yeah, he's just he'll so be really. Yeah, he's got the. He's got. What's the ceiling or his comp? Uh, he needs to put on like a good twenty NBA pounds of muscle, and then he'll be. Yeah, like, like a Dirk Nowitzki type. Do you guys remember? Um, like KG, Zion. But better do you guys remember Zion Williamson? <laughs> <laughs> I do remember him. He, like, I mean, he, he didn't need he, to put on that. He played in the NBA a couple of years ago, and I like what happened. Is he in China now? I haven't heard much from him lately. Let's go. Isn't it amazing that like this can't miss number one guy and is I mean he's like eaten himself out of the league. Well, you can, you ask people now, and they're going to give you wildly different opinions about how good he'll be next year. Like I was not, like, I, I wanted on the record. Yeah. I was out on Zion before he was even drafted. When he blew his shoe out, like, this guy <laughs> this guy doesn't have it. That yeah. was weird. Well, the brilliant thing is people were calling the draft the, you know, the year that the Minnesota took Anthony Edwards, people were like, Oh, this draft sucks. Like there's I guess Edwards number one, what and he may end up emerging the most violently out of Ja, Zion, uh, you know, like this entire like sweep of like young players, he has now put himself right in that mix to, uh, you know, to to be that important franchise cornerstone. Um, I know it's two it's two games, so recency bias is running amok here. But... I'm, I'm just being a little troll. I, you, you see the highlight of Zion. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> the Pelicans were on like a Lakers amount of basketball on ESPN a couple of years ago because they breath, you know, Zion, 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 Zion. <laughs> it was sort of like now. <laughs> The Pelicans are in the playoffs. They're a half decent team. It's like, oh, they've just got the number one overall pick who looked pretty good when he played stashed. And like, how good can this team be? How good can he be? And there's, I mean, I don't know. The guy is also 400 pounds. The court like buckles when he steps on it. But, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, that so, foot, his foot is just never going to get better. It was a foot or an ankle injury. Foot. But, He's yeah. got knees, knee and foot. It's all the bad stuff. It's just wild, like that. That that was like the beginning of the year, and it just kind of drug on for. Ever. Well, there was a there was certainly like a it, there was a palace intrigue thing going on too, because his camp didn't want him to play for a Pelicans team that wasn't going to compete. They wanted to yeah. get him. They want him to get into a bigger market, uh, from what I hear at least. And I think they were willing to give him like a red shirt to try to leverage that, but. I don't know. It seems pretty stupid to be asking me, but we'll figure out the Pelicans next year. <laughs> I don't think they're making a lot of noise. It's also a very dumb bird. I hate that. 
Like, all right, so bad bird. Million dollar question for you, and then we'll pull, we'll call it a pod. Suns or Bucks? Heat. Is it contrarian to say I think the Bucks are going to win again? I don't think so. I kind of kind of like Milwaukee. Okay. All right. I'm on the Suns. I'll let you take me to a finals game in Milwaukee. Suns don't match up great against that team, but I believe. I also don't know that this Bucks get there, but I don't really have a good reason for that. (laughs) So it's a great series. I I mean, the Suns will be favored and probably rightfully so, but. Yeah, I don't want to rewrite history, but like, what was the game where like two play? Like, you remember the Duke North Carolina game just now in the Final Four, and it was like basically the two plays that swung it, bang bang, right in, right in consecutive, back to back, right at the end of that game. They missed the two free throws, made a three, and the game was over. There was like one of those right at the end of the key, the pivotal game five that broke. It was uh the yeah, the this this the Bucks the led block, like one twenty right? to one twelve the the Bucks led like by eight or nine with two minutes to go and the Suns ripped off this eight nothing run. Yeah. Steal the ball, take or going down to take the lead and Giannis gets the big block to uh seal it. Yeah. To, to seal the game. Yeah. I mean the meltdown was in progress. It looked like the Suns were gonna, you know, steal that one from the from the pits of uh despair. And then that was yeah, like I said, oh they as everything you want to say about CP and Booker and their mid and all the like, what a great team they are. But it's like, Giannis is still the best player on the court. He does things that nobody else does. And he neutralizes some of that Suns just like across the board excellence because he's the best. And he, he, he gets the big block. He gets the big dunk. And that's the game. That was the game of, of the, of the finals. That's where they, yeah. they win it. And yeah, he can do, he can have that two or three play sequence when, when it's all on the line that, uh, I just like over, you know, pretty much. In- Didn't watch the finals. I had Nets series. I had Nets <laughs> futures. <laughs> yeah, I just, dude, I was I was out at that. You point. missed it. Like, you whatever. missed a good playoff. So I watched like but one game. That, I I personally I liked having it in July. Like that's a dead time of year. I like the, the finals bubble. there. Was I, I would awesome. actually say throughout the course of my life, I've probably watched like a higher percentage of first round playoffs, like those Golden State, uh, Cleveland, the two hor- the Durant years. I don't even know yeah. if I watched. Like <laughs> the finals was like, oh, who who even? There, there was a game tonight. It's just like, yeah, I didn't, even, took I didn't off, even watch. It, yeah, they had too much of a break. It was too much of a foregone conclusion, and those games themselves were not very competitive, other than the one where J.R. Smith. Uh, no, yeah, fucked yeah. up at the end, which yeah, was I thought after that, I remember I was having like dinner with friends when that happened. They were showing me, like, "Hey, look what just happened." I'm like, "Oh yeah, the NBA Finals, cool." <laughs> oh yeah, the NBA <laughs> Finals. I didn't care, you know, I, I probably watched all the first and second round games, and then the finals was the check. I'm totally not not into it at all. Okay, well, Spoon, thanks again sympathize. for your time. We'll wrap it up here. You can follow him online at jt underscore spoon on the twitter.com. Uh, and, uh, yeah, definitely check out, uh, his excellent, uh, series of videos about how to be a professional, uh, uh, sports, you know, advantage player, uh, and, uh, really, you know, get your, uh, you know, advantage player influencer career started off on the right foot with spoon says on YouTube. <laughs> we should buy my I think, I think lecture on a certainty equivalent was actually my like low key favorite gag, but you know, <laughs> I like it. Well, thanks again for all your time. Yeah. Dan, let's hit the music. Let's let's 
Andy wasn't ready to call the show yet. He wanted to. I wanted add more, one more. He wanted to add one more. I get to thinking about that. I probably only watched one game of that Suns Finals. I watched really? every. I watched every this game, game of the Nets. Super Bucks. good. Nets Bucks was better. It was cool to see Giannis kind of take.